Jamie, tell me how Subsex started. I guess I'm always thinking about sandwiches. You're also always thinking about puns. And puns. <gasps> Substack! <laughs> Welcome to Substack, a newsletter and podcast celebrating sandwiches, stories, and stories about sandwiches. In each episode, we'll visit a new sandwich spot with a friend and relish in the particular joy that comes from the sort of meal that's sometimes messy, sometimes neat, sometimes on white, and sometimes on wheat, but always stacked between two slices of bread. For our very first episode of Substack on Substack, we're telling the story of our favorite sandwich. I'm Rachel, and I'm interviewing my co-host, writing partner, and the brainchild behind this newsletter, Jamie. And if there's something you should know about Jamie, it's that she loves sandwiches. What do you love most about sandwiches? I love so many things about sandwiches. They're comforting. They involve all the flavors and textures I like. A sandwich is basically anything you want smashed in between two things that you also want. Yeah, I think it's a really joyful experience. I don't know why. It's a fun thing to get a sandwich. You can make it really personal. Yeah, it's a choose your own adventure, (laughs) which I love. But this is more than a story about sandwiches. It's the story of a sandwich city, New York City, the city from which Jamie hails and the city that became my second home for going on 27 years. Pop into any NYC bodega or deli and you'll leave with, if not great, at the very least a decent sandwich. We're a city on the go and so we like our meals portable, but we're also a city with a big appetite and varied tastes. So the meal has gotta also be delicious and diverse. As a result, we've got Jewish delis and Italian subs, paninis and patty melts, bacon, egg and cheeses, chopped cheeses, smoked meat on rye, and crisp falafel and pita. We've got pork buns, banh mi, and biscuits, so many bagels. We've basically got it all, and all within an arm's reach, or a subway rights reach. Yes, New York is a sandwich city, and there's lots to choose from. But for this inaugural episode, there was really only one option for the sandwich we would pick. We ventured out of our office to seek out a long-lost culinary love of ours, the sandwich that launched 1,000 rave reviews and, in part, our friendship. It might be our favorite sandwich of all time, and a sandwich we thought we might never eat again. The Scuttlebutt. We are currently leaving the Brooklyn Navy Yard to head north to procure the first sub of our sub stack. Jamie, can you tell me what the name of the sandwich is that we're looking for? I've been dreaming about this for so many years. It's a scuttlebutt. The scuttlebutt is a salty sandwich. By that we mean it's a sandwich that's salty and also a sandwich that hails from a restaurant named Salty with an IE. It was a hole-in-the-wall sandwich shop that in 2009 added to the beating heart of Metropolitan Avenue in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Salty was culty, but the kind of cult that was before TikTok and the dawn of viral social media. So you could always get into Salty, and you could always get one of their divine sandwiches. The people who came to Salty were from the neighborhood, and they just happened to have access to great sandwich fare in this great sandwich city. When was the first time you ever had the scuttlebutt? It was when I was working for you. So I feel like it was probably like 2013. You guys were eating them one day and I was really intrigued because it contained pretty much every single thing that I like. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really have the money to eat out. But when we did eat out, it was always salty. Yeah, I feel like our friendship <laughs> was sealed over a was, salty Yeah, sandwich. it was just sealed over a shared like love, love of, food. of food and in sharing a meal together. Mm. And it just reminds me of you. And our friendship. That's so nice. (laughs) The very best sandwich in the entire world reminds me of you. Yeah. Of me. It reminds me of me. me. (laughs) 
The scuttlebutt was the crown jewel of salty, and it was shockingly vegetarian. It's a sandwich that's made of feta, jammy egg, pickled vegetables, oil-cured olives, capers, fresh herbs, and pimenton aioli, all lovingly assembled between two halves of the most delectable focaccia imaginable. For nearly a decade, it was served daily from late morning to early evening, and the people who loved it showed up for it again and again. It was the cult sandwich of a cult sandwich shop. Then, suddenly, Salty closed. And we were left to wonder, would we ever get the scuttlebutt again? When was the last time you had a scuttlebutt? Probably shortly before it closed in 2017. And so all this time we've always talked about how great that sandwich is. Mm -hmm. And like, kind of just, we're like, we're never going to have it again. It was just a thing of our past. It was like a shared memory. Yeah. Except for the fact that you have the salty cookbook and you've made the focaccia a couple of times. And I made the pickled beets. To which I've said, can you just make the entire sandwich? And I said, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) There is something about when somebody else makes you something, it's just better. But like you making me a scuttlebutt. (laughs) (laughs) I did always intend to make the scuttlebutt. As Jamie mentioned, I own the salty cookbook, a lovely and comprehensive book of all the recipes from the shop. But I never did make it because it's a labor-intensive sandwich, and most of the ingredients need to be made fresh and relatively en masse, and I could never get it together to make a batch of pickled beets and also perfectly jammy eggs and also a quart of aioli and also a days-long focaccia recipe all at once. So we never satisfied our craving for this particular set of flavors, and it just became a food memory. But like so many great memories, there's a risk that it can grow outsized from its reality, And this year, when we found out that the scuttlebutt had been resurrected in a new location, we needed to know, would it live up to the memory? Here we go, we're entering. Uh, Hi. Hi, how are you? Do you have sandwiches? As we walked in, we were so nervous we neglected to see the sandwiches that were prominently displayed in a beautiful stack behind the glass partition. Oh my God. Excuse me, where are the sandwiches? <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, are we going to get two or you want to get to yes, else? we're going to get two. Okay. The person responsible for the scuttlebutt resurrection is the same person who brought them into our lives in the first place. Salty's co-founder, Caroline Vidanza. These days, she oversees the Marlowe Collective of Restaurants in Brooklyn, including Marlowe & Sons, where the scuttlebutt is served daily as a grab-and-go lunch fare. We make about 20 to 24 a day. We make one sheet tray of focaccia, sure. and it's just that's how many sandwiches you get. Hopefully they sell out every day, but they don't always sell out every day. Sometimes we have to eat them for dinner. But we'll call you. <laughs> when the pandemic hit in 2020, Marlowe pivoted from serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner to creating mostly just lunch fare for its to-go counter. And Caroline's sandwich savvy was put to great use. You know, I was like making sandwiches and trying to innovate. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, we need a vegetarian sandwich. And then at some point it was just like staring you in the face. Like, just make a scuttlebutt. You know, like, who cares? Just make it. It's everybody loves it. It's obvious. Mm -hmm. It's one of those sandwiches that I don't really completely understand why people love it so much. But people love it so much. We asked Caroline, what was her favorite sandwich from her salty days? Just, I would say, almost every other sandwich on the menu besides the scuttlebutt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We thought it was hilarious that Caroline didn't love the sandwich quite as much as we do. But isn't that the beautiful thing about creating a meal for someone else? The joy of cooking is so much about making other people feel taken care of and loved. Oh my God, I love everything about sandwiches. I um, take care of my mom on the weekends and... She eats like a mozzarella sandwich every day and 
I will make her a sandwich and make myself one and eat it with her. And I'm like, even this, like mozzarella on like Arnold bread with just like a little bit of embellishment is also delicious. Like I just love everything about a sandwich. They're the perfect food. Oh, yes. So the moment of truth had arrived. Mm. We sunk our teeth into the sandwich of our dreams and much to our delight, the sandwich was as good mm. in real life. Mm. Oh my God. Mm. Oh my God. Wow. How does this sandwich compare to your memory of the sandwich and is it living up to everything? I went through a range of emotions when we found out that the scuttlebutt was available. I was excited. And then I was a little nervous. That it wouldn't be the same. Or that I remembered it incorrectly or like there was something about it that would be different or, you know, it just, I, it's been so long. It's been six yeah. years. So there was a part of me that thought like maybe it's not going to be what I, what I thought it was. All the flavors were just like as delicious as I remember them. Like bright, salty and sweet and crunchy and punchy and soft. Like there's not a hardness to it no. except for the pickled vegetables. There's like, it's really a soft sandwich. Yeah. There's that, but that is like the perfect amount of crunch. Right. Um, and the bread is just like perfectly chewy and flavorful. Lightly crispy edge to it, but it's not the kind that's gonna scrape the top of your you know what? There's some breads that like you can't enjoy the sandwich because you scrape the top of your mouth and then and then everything yeah. burns your mouth after that. Yeah, it's like a war zone. This is not that. No, this is like a lovely warm hug. A warm bath of a sandwich. I think the sensation we both had, which is familiar, is that we both finished our sandwiches and we're like, yeah, I could definitely do another I one. I could definitely do another one. But having another one would be a mistake. It would be a mistake, but it was I'm still thinking about the sandwich. The cured olive olives and the capers i mean everything about it it really did not change no it's it stayed in exactly true to form what's your very worst sandwich you've ever had my mom made me this sandwich in elementary school it was salami on a salt bagel yeah that's a crime no. you know what salt the salt they put on salt bagels it's like flake salt it's no it's like the salt they put on the street to <laughs> keep it. and you know that tracks that it's the salt they put on the street because the sandwich tasted like poison and i didn't eat salami again until i was in college which was how many years later it was elementary school to junior year of college <laughs> i didn't eat salami on the flip side salt is the one thing that i can't live without so if i ever get like one of those diagnoses where they say you can't have salt like high blood pressure i'm pretty sure a lot of people have that I, <laughs> I'm just gonna walk into the woods and find a place to die. <laughs> There's no point. What's your first favorite sandwich you ever had? It was a sandwich that my dad made. My dad was really the person in my life and in my mom's life who instilled this great love of food. Like first with my mom when they met and he introduced her to all these kinds of foods that she'd never eaten before. I don't think she'd like ever eaten Chinese food before they started dating. And I have memories of being like five years old going for sushi with him. Like he just, was into food as like this joyful experience mm -hmm. man after my own heart i remember he would make a grilled cheese with ham mm -hmm. what kind of bread simple white bread but in a pan with butter like mm -hmm. super melty and crispy mm -hmm. and delicious and and just like that sandwich and that memory is really comforting to me mm -hmm. and you know it makes me think about him and mm -hmm you know, the positive food influence that he had on me when there's like so much negative food influence in, in our society, so. God bless. Yeah. Food, eating, sharing a meal, these things tap into every one of our senses. It's a full body experience. We see, touch, taste, hear, smell, and all this creates the sort of memories that stay with us forever. But the memories and the pleasure of the food is also cemented by the story around the food. 
In the TikTok era of food influencers, we are compelled to race to a specific location and form lines just to get our hands on what we are told is good, what we're told is worthy. But this takes the story away from us. The story of the scuttlebutt and Salty is a story about a neighborhood and the people who live in it. It's a story we can all write for ourselves, but it starts by stepping away from the phone and stepping out into the world. It's a story that only gets written by walking down the street with your head up, engaging with the people in your real life who feed you. This sandwich we thought we'd never eat again helped us tell the story of our friendship, and our friendship kept the memory of the sandwich alive. We don't really need to eat another one for it to have value in our lives. That's just an added bonus. Thanks for listening to Substack. We hope it inspires you to find your scuttlebutt. The Substack on Substack is written and edited by us, Jamie Feldman and Rachel Webster. Thanks to Caroline Fidenza, Kate Hewling, Andrew Tarlow, and everyone at the Marlowe Collective. This podcast is part of the Deadheads Cinematic Universe. We hope you find us at Deadheads Podcast, where we discuss all the rotten composted sandwiches that we call our economy. Stay tuned for more stories and more sandwiches. Yum!